There's a new player in town, Wollongong City GWM Havel, part of the City Motors Group family. Navigate Illawarra like never before with a premium lineup of SUVs and Utes. Wollongong City GWM Havel. Visit the team today. DL8686. Dive into the thrill of Sydney Spring Carnival, where world-class horse racing, fashion and entertainment combine. Welcome to the Sydney Set with Mick Gannon and Nick Ashman. Uh, good morning, Sydney. A glorious day here in the Harbour City. A top of 19 degrees. Beautiful sunny skies. What more would you expect from the best city in the country? $2 million up for grabs at Rose Hill Gardens. And if you're tuning in, you're listening to the first minute of Australia's latest radio show. It's called The Sydney Set, and we're going to dissect all of the thoroughbred action throughout the Spring Carnival. Joining me to do so is the one and only Mick Gannon. Good morning, mate. How are you? Oh, I tell you what, I was up early this morning. The kids kept me awake. They always seem to time their runs very well, don't they? Yeah, they're like a well-timed winks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How you are what, you anyway? Mate, I'm really well. Cracking day of racing. Chiraco Stakes, Theo Marks. I can't wait. Rose Hill. Had a bit of rain during the week, but uh, we've mm. come up a good four. Track's going to play really, really well. Rail in a true position. Can't wait. Yeah, that's right. The run to the rose for the three-year-olds is on today. Three of the last four editions have been won by James Cummings in the Godolphin Blue. Bivouac, Animo, and In Secret. Rothfire split them in 2020 for Robbie Heathcote. Uh, Nashville will arise the favourite for Godolphin this year in Cylinder. It's You've got to go back to Piero in 2012 when Nash last won the run to the rose. And uh, I tell you what, we've got Chris Waller on the show as well. And let's not forget, we've got the Theo Mark Stakes on this afternoon, Mick. Go back to 2015. Little horse called Winks, who you just mentioned, won the Theo Marks first up off a Queensland Oaks victory. She'd go on a few weeks later to win the first of her unprecedented four Cox Plates. I know you're keen on one. You think there's a progressive horse in that race that's going to come through. I'm against. I can't wait to touch on that race. And speaking of touching on some races, punters, if you're out there and you have... Uh, Thoughts, opinions, or any good things of the day, the text line 0457 736 736. Shoot us through a text message. Give us some words of encouragement. Nick's up and about. I'm up and about and can't wait to get stuck in. All right. Now, listen, uh, one gripe I used to have listening to tipping shows when I was coming through the uh, the racing ranks was that you'd have to listen to half an hour, 45 minutes of dribble just to get the best bet. So we're going to do things a bit different here on SEN, the Sydney set. We're going to give you our best bet off the top. So that way, if you're finding us annoying and dribbling too much, you can just go away. Uh, Mick, your best bet for the day, please. Yeah, we're going to go to the last race, the Get Out Stakes, race 10, number four, red card. This mare looks like she's returned in very, very good order. I think she's found a very winnable race. 1,100 metres, Rose Hill jumps, finds the front. She'll be very, very hard to beat. And I tell you what, one out wide, Nick. You know I like going out wide. Kembla Grange. Oh, race five, number three, built for Chris Waller. Built. Okay, we'll have to ask Chris about that when he's on the show later, later on. He'll be on at 7.40 a.m. this morning. Uh, my best bet, race eight. I'm not uh, mucking around here. Race eight, number two, Cylinder. I think Godolphin, they just target this race each and every year. I think he'll get the job done with the fitness run under the belt, courtesy of that victory first up at uh, at Caulfield. Uh, Rose Hill track walker information coming through. Just suggesting perhaps lane three plus, slightly better than hard up against the inside. We've had a little bit of rain in Sydney over the last 24 hours. We are expecting a relatively dry deck, but we are suggesting that horses just a fraction away from the inside will be favoured. Yeah, and it's worth noting there too, Nick, that 1,100, 1,200-metre races, I think up and in is always going to be a significant advantage. And then especially um, 
1,300 metres you could probably throw in the mix there as well. Anything beyond that, I think we're going to see a very, very fair track and every runner should uh, get their chance, mate. Absolutely. Let's rip straight into it. We're going to go through the first three races. We'll go in race book order. We'll go through the first three now and then we'll take a quick break and keep going through. Race one is the uh, the midway over 1,200 metres, benchmark 72. Uh, your favourite here is Bunker Hut at 450, odds courtesy of Sportsbet. Iron Man is your second favourite at $6. Extreme Spirit, $7. And good support here, not surprising for the three defiant heart, $13 into eight bucks. What are you doing? Yeah, tricky race for the punters, the midway. It's always hard to line these up. I'm going out wide. Uh, I'm going to found one here at Big Odds, Divine Breath for uh, Teresa Bateup and Molly Burke claiming the three kilos. Huge price, getting around the $31, as you suggested. Mm. First up, last preparation, 1,200 metres at Rose Hill was enormous. She said 200 days off. So some query, naturally, but synthetic hoof filler off first okay. time. Huge tick, massive tick, nice trial, recent trial over 800 metres, tick. Uh, she's only got to run anywhere near what she did last preparation, and she'll be going very close. $31. What a way to kick off the Sydney set. I'm not going to even say anything because that's a brilliant start from you. That horse is placed three from five, including a victory first up, and placed three from four at Rose Hill this afternoon. Uh, or at Rose Hill, full stop. That's the uh, opening event at Rose Hill this afternoon, 11.50 a.m. is kickoff time. Hey, race two is the highway handicap, the the, uh, the class three over 1,400 metres. Missile Leader is your favourite. $6 into $3.40. Atmospheric Rock for Danny Williams, who won the Highway Handicap last week at $4.20. Miss Thatcher, named after Margaret herself. 10 into $4.60. Chase My Crown's been supported. 13 into $8. And even Ollie's Secret, 12 into $8. Mate, the winner here will be harder to pick than a broken nose, but I'm going to go with Chase My Crown on top. <clears throat> Claim definitely helps here. Can be very uh, thereabouts in the finish, but gee, this is such a hard race to bet into, Nick. I find this highway is nearly impossible every week. Is it? What are your thoughts on this? Race? Yeah, look, I thought Atmospheric Rock was right in the mix. No knock on Missile Leader, just a sticky gate to contend with there. And sometimes it's uh, they're so evenly matched off in these highway handicaps that uh, the run that the horse gets is is probably going to play into the outcome of the race. Chase My Crown's the other one that I liked. Yeah, there were probably the one runner of note here that probably sticks out in the most as Miss Thatcher. It was desperately unlucky last start. So mm. they're, the, they're the two. Chase Mo Crowd, Miss Thatcher, happy to play around those two. Maybe play, throw them in your exotics if you wanted to play wider there. Yeah, beautiful. All right. On to race three. This is the 2,400-meter contest. Uh, the benchmark 78. Uh, your favorite here from the Waterhouse and Bot Stable. They are absolutely airborne. They're training up around 28% for the last 90 days. It's a solid, solid go. These quite often we see stables that will have a good run for a month or two. This is now extending actually beyond 90 days. It's about four and a half months now that this stable's been absolutely airborne. Their strike rate with Regan Bayless in the saddles, um, 24%. The ROI on that combination is around 14%. And they've got the favourite here. Too much caviar. It must be said, has been on the drift. $1.75 on Wednesday afternoon with Sportsbet out to $2.10. The money's come for the Victorian, the Mexican, Duke of Hastings, Simon Zara. He'll be up and about. He's a Carlton Blue supporter and they got the job done over the Sydney Swans last night. 480 into $3.30. Casual connection. I want you to talk to me about this Galloper. Third up from a spell for Johnny Sargent. 16 into 950. This is a great race. This is a great race to kick off the day for us here, betting-wise, Nick. Too much caviar is going to roll forward and dictate. There's absolutely no doubt about that. I think it'd be interesting. Duke of Hastings got blessed in run last start at the Valley. Got every possible. Came through. Ran really well. It's a horse here I'm very, very keen on, though. Casual connection. John, Char- John Sargent, 2,400 metres, gets there, gets there pretty fit now. It was pretty unlucky last start, but oh, gee, getting around the $15 mark now, I-, I reckon Casual Connection is becoming one of those better bets of the day at the value price. 
uh, was it blinkers back on? That's some, yeah. that's some intent from the stable. You know the stable well. What, what are the, any murmurs? Well, look, I, I haven't actually spoken to Sarge, but I know when he puts the blinkers on a stay a third up and jumps them in trip, he would have given it plenty of work in between runs. He's got that Kiwi pedigree, the great man, John Sargent. And uh, usually when they put the blinkers on, it means the horse is going to go forward and take up a roll. Uh, I expect Chad to go forward. He might sit outside the lead with too much caviar likely to be the leader, but uh, I don't think it'll be an overly fast run race, particularly given that the favourite too much caviar is getting to 2,400 metres for the first time. Yeah, there's going to be plenty of room up there because I've, I've got a big gap, too much caviar rolling well and truly out in front, and then the rest is sort of up for grabs. So I think casual connection represents good value there, mate, and I think we can have a, a really strong each-way bet. Anything, uh, so just casual connection at $9.50. And on the favourite, what do you think of the 210? Is that value or is that... Uh, uh, a bit skinny still for you. I had a mark. I had him mark two dollars eighty, so still mm. still skinny. And I think the big question mark is twenty four hundred first time. However, the easy lead. How easy is the lead going to be? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, look. As we go to a break, we've got uh, plenty more action coming up on the other side. We'll go through races four and five. Don't forget Chris Waller coming up a bit later on the show. And a big thanks to Racing New South Wales, Sydney's Everest Carnival, Elegance Thrills, and World Class Racing Await. Welcome back to the Sydney set, Sydney set, your one-stop shop for all your racing needs. Mick, you've got to help me out here. You've been up since 2 a.m. I thought I was bad getting up at 4 this morning with the kids. How are you feeling now? We're a segment down. Bit of nervous energy uh, at 2 a.m. this morning, but I'm, I'm happy. I'm flying here You're now. You're up and about? <laughs> up and about now. But speaking of being up and about, let's get on that text line there, punters. 0457 736 736. Send us through your best bet of the day. If you've got any inside word, we'd love to uh, love to hear it and we'll share it out. Yeah, and if you own a coffee house and you're around North Sydney, make sure you tap us on the shoulder. I think we're going to go through a few over the next few weeks as we get up nice and early. Hey, uh, Rose Hill Race 4, this is uh, the Rambert Benchmark 78, over 1,500 metres, Grisilla style. Gets the blinkers on. Can she finally break through the day? Nash has had a sit on her last start. They went close. I reckon he'll be better for the run on her. She's your $2.45 favourite. has been off the map in from three twenty. Unspoken for Peter and Paul Snowden. Resumes here from a spell. Five fifty into four forty. Venvelope. Uh, $4.80 and looking down the page there, big drift for Ivan's Hero out to $7.50. Danish Prince, a bit of a drift to $9. And uh, specking for one of Bjorn Baker's horses. Highlights, $61 into 19 Mr. Gannon? Well, you can have highlights to yourself, Nico, but I, I'm very keen here, Gracila Styler. I think this is it's his race to win. Nash on, second time Nash gets the ride here. I think it'd be better for the experience. Also worth noting that Chris has had a few uh, runners scratch from the race. So when that happens, essentially, you know he's confident with his horse here. I think Unspoken is probably the best horse in the race. I just think mm. second up for Unspoken is the way to uh, go for it. But it'll be well and truly uh, there or thereabouts late. But Gracila Styler's race to lose here. You're not getting any spoils with the odds, but I think it's definitely his day-to-day. And I tell you what, it's been a long prep for his followers. <laughs> it has been. Hey, uh, we've got the Rugby World Cup on at present, and uh, I think the French are just leading the All Blacks by a very small margin. Like full-time, they've won 29-13 there over the All Blacks. The Welsh have been a bit out of form. They were once a top rugby team. I reckon there might be a little throwback here. Welsh legend number five in race four at uh, Rose Hill this afternoon. It's one of my better roughies, Mick. I want to get your thoughts on it. $81, freshen up, back to 1,500 metres. The last time it ran over this track and distance was in a tougher race than this, and it was only beaten one and three-quarter lengths when it was also $81. Well, Nick, I, I wish it um, – I hope it flies for you. I'll bet you anything you like on Welsh Legends today because it's just been scratched. Oh, that, uh, God, it's just come out. It's going to make it hard, <laughs> going to make it hard for you, son. It's at least you, I, I, took, I looked at that about three or four minutes ago and it was still in, so there you go. Uh, I've been 
Yeah, you've been. I'll get in, my money back. Done anyway. in, in Mick Bet All in market. Oh, you know, yeah. I backed that during our ad break too. <laughs> there you go. Too there good. you go. Too good. Eh? Hey, uh, let's move on to race five now. This is the eighteen hundred meter contest. Another benchmark seventy eight. How good are you? That's not a genuine question for you, Mick. It's the horse's name. Two seventy into a dollar eighty five. We have had a couple of scratchings in this race, though. So we'll let you take us through that. The very much informed galloper from the Godolphin camp, Marquess, has drawn barrier one. Tyler Schiller takes over here for James Cummings. Three fifty out to three eighty. Six fifty and pretty solid as for. Vegeta San is today the day that he finally finds the winner's circle. It's been a long time for him. Hollywood hero given a chance as well at 9.50. A race with plenty of angles and there's been six scratchings and that has turned the speed map on its head. How good are you? Leads on its ear. Marquess probably just sits leaders back. Really, really interesting. And I'm really keen to hear your thoughts here, Nick, mm. because you've now got a horse like Pierosa that won't be too far off them. Yep. And I really think that that brings... Uh, that galloper into the race. How do you see when, it, when the speed comes out, how do you see that? Do you think, you think the leaders are, are more um, benefited or do you think that a horse like Pierosa is now, you know, able to sit three lengths closer well, is a benefit? What are your thoughts? Well, I think, you know, how good are you goes up to 1800 meters for the first time, but it's trained by Gay and Adrian, Adrian who are probably some of the best conditions of all time, yep. conditioners of all time for racehorses. So I'm never really worried about their horses going up for the first time, but as a general rule, I, I think when a horse is tackling a new trip, particularly if it's an on-speed galloper, you want a softer run as possible. You want them to be able to dictate and run through those early and middle fractions the way that they want. So I, I think it can only be a good thing for how good are you. The, the times when I don't like pace coming out of the race with front-running horses is when they need to roll. And some jockeys don't use the initiative and ride the horse best to the horse. They try and pinch the race by riding as slow as possible in front. And as a result, they get out sprinted over the last four or 600 metres by something with a sharper turn of foot. So uh, I'll back Rachel King to know that uh, what how good are you has got under the bonnet. But I still think he's too short at $1.85. I'm going to give Fujita sound one more chance here, Mick. Gee, you're a brave man. I know. Third up, uh, last preparation. He was beaten only half a length by Tijuana in a group two over a mile at uh, Mooney Valley. I think that's really good form for a race like this, and I'm getting $6.50. I'll tell you what, I'm with Piero. So I think this horse sits closer in the run, and I think that's just advantage it. it's um, She does her best work. Um, over the mile, beyond the mile, mm. gets there today, gets close. Clippo's in good form, ridden a couple of winners of late. You're getting a big price here. Yeah, what seventeen dollars plus. That, that's an, that's just that's crazy in in a field of what have we got mm. six left. That is a crazy price because she could just jump out of the ground here. Yeah, and look, if you're playing those same race multis or your first fours, the other one is Casino Kids, not completely hopeless at forty one dollars. Blinkers on seven day backup. Sorry, blinkers on seven day backup. Last start didn't work out, but the horse can put in a good run at times. Well, runner we have left out is Marquess. They, I was going to ask they've you been, that. <laughs> they've been spruiking this as a as a possible uh, group gallop. If it can't win this today and win this well, oh, does it, yeah. yeah, please. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, I think basically the two favourites, Marquess number two. Uh, $3.80 chances, won its last four starts, two either side of a break. And the nine, how good are you? He's won three of his only four career starts today. They're very much the informed horses in the race. But as you've referenced, there's a case to be made for uh, Pierosa potentially improving that odds. And uh, both of us can sort of see Fujita Sam possibly also causing a bit of a, a boil over there as well. That's race five done and dusted. We're going to take another break here on the Sydney set. When we come back, we start to dissect the feature races from Rose Hill this afternoon. Welcome back to the Sydney set. Mick, let's just recap that best bet from you, please. For those that have just tuned in, we're going to give you the best bet off the top of hopefully each segment when we remember anyway. Absolutely. Race 10, number four, red card. 
and she'll get the job done here today. 1,100 metres, she'll roll forward. She looks special. I think she'll be going on to bigger and better things. This is one of the better uh, benchmark races you'll ever see. But I think Red Card will be the horse to follow. And we are going south to Campbell as well. Race five, number three, built. Okay, I like that, built. Uh, Red Card, obviously part of the Godolphin Arsenal. And that is a great segue into this next race we're going to preview. Race six is the uh, Group 2 Scirocco Stakes. It's for the Phillies and Mares over 1,200 metres. Uh, the favourite and heavily back favourite as well. Number five, Zapatea for James Cummings. 340 into 250 with Sportsbet. James yet to win this race. His grandfather trained Mimi LeBrock, who's the only filly to win the race uh, since the history of, or uh, since it began. That was back in 2008. James yet to win. They've had a few cracks in it. Haven't been able to get success. Uh, Zapatea into 250. IME is your second favourite at $2.90. Zugotcha, some specking there, 950 into $8.50. In Sunshine Paris, the big drifter, 650 out to 950. And Mick, you were telling me on the phone yesterday, Queen of the Ball. A $10 chance, uh, probably attach over the odds. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. And let's just touch on the map here, uh, Nick. I think Queen of the Ball from Barry 1 rolls forward, holds a position. Cinderella Days, the suggestion is that this horse is going to roll forward today and and either sit outside leader or go straight to the front. Either way, I can see Queen of the Ball getting absolute run of the race stuff. If Cinderella Days does go forward and lead, I am me, this race, race sets up perfectly. If Cinderella Days sits Outside leader, I me is going to be three wide on a limb, 1,200 metres. Big, big queries about mm. uh, that horse here. But look, this race sets up really well for Queen of the Balls in the inferior ga- ground um, against the bias last start. Now gets to a, a drier track, 1,200 metres, barrier one. Ticks a lot of boxes. That's a big price, mate. Mm, it's a big price, isn't it? And, and you got to remember with Queen of the Ball as well, um, she, I mean, she's just got that good second up form. I thought she was great like first up this time in behind Paracel. Paracel is a genuine 1,100-metre horse. I'm not worried about what Paracel did when it went down to Melbourne. That was a 1,200-metre contest. Yep. I think she's much better at home over 1,100 metres. And Queen of the Ball has just got good form around Handy Horses last campaign. Rich Fortune down in Melbourne. Recommendation, she ran second to uh, – sorry, ran uh, was beaten about three lengths by uh, last preparation. Recommendations odds on for a race down at the Valley this afternoon. So she's got the right form on the boards. Yes, I can see that uh, Zapatao and I and me maybe have a few more wins to their name, but wowee, she looks over the odds at 10 bucks. I agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. And just on Zapatao, a recent trial, I think it was Monday, went around, which is something unusual for the stable. <clears throat> um, they did it with red card as well, but Zapatao was really, really well backed last week. They mm. su- suggested that the horse is probably a better chance than in secret last week, and then they brought, they brought it out and they've given a recent trial. So there's a fair bit of intent there from Godolphin. I think it's it could be the one that really jumps out of the ground. Are they what are they thinking with this horse? Is it, are they thinking Everest? Well, the go here like I mean on a wet track you'd back her in most yeah. sprint races on a wet track. I mean look she'd have to just improve a fraction. Look she did she was beaten a length in the um uh was it the Sangster and then a length again in the Goodwood. For mine, you've probably got to be going maybe a little bit better and winning those races, or at least one of those two, to be a genuine Everest horse. But the caveat on that is she could be an improver this preparation. She certainly came of age last spring, and then she went on with it again in the in the autumn. If she's improved again, who's to say she's not up to it? Yeah, well, speaking of Everest, I'm hearing sunshine in Paris. They're keen on it for the Everest and also IME. So this could be a race that one of these jump out of the ground. And uh, really puts their hand up for the Everest. I think Zapateo could be their their wet trucker. So they sit there and they wait waiting for the rain. And if it comes, 
they can they can switch. Have them two out. bites of the cherry, Why one not? wet tracker. Geez, it'd be good. Be something for the battlers there for Godolph, you know. <laughs> hey, uh, I am me. Let's talk about this horse now. So we've spoken about Zapatay. It's your favourite at two fifty. I am me. Uh, they got north of three dollars at one point for I am me. Now into two dollars ninety. You spoke about the potential map issues, but the horse is absolutely airborne. It'll like the fact that we've got a drying surface and blazing sunshine. Without a shadow of a doubt. My query is, and I'll be interested to get your thoughts on this, is last start, do you think that she wins if there is an interference behind? Because I was on, and I was very excited to see that, that she got the job done. Mm, I know what you mean. I, I, to answer, You can't really answer it. It's impossible to say. I mean, she she won by the best part of two lengths over Dragonstone. So, yes, those other horses may have run her down. But I think what she's got in her favour is she's unbeaten at Rose Hill. Uh, she's, you know, her only start over this track and trip, she won. She's had a trial in between. She's going to have a fitness edge on Zapatero. The way I look at it and the reason why I put her on top if she can't beat Zapatea today, then she's not going to beat her this spring. That's yep. the fact. And I don't know if there's a huge amount of difference between these two mares. I think they've got similar abilities. One may be slightly better than the other, but I think the one that's got the fitness edge that's going to go forward, have a map advantage and a fitness edge, I've got to give it the tick today. Yeah, I love it. If Queen of the Ball comes out and wins, could, we could potentially put a pen through any of these as, as Everest hopes. Would you Would you be on that, uh, along that line? One hundred percent. For mine, something would have to come out, break the standard time pretty well, yep. uh, run good late splits, and have a margin over its rivals. If one of these horses is winning by half a length, and there's you know a length and a half separating the first three or four then um, I'm probably not going to be too phased about it from an Everest point of view. Let's move on to race seven. <clears throat> One of the other features of the day, the Ming Dynasty Quality 1,400-metre contest has been won by some handy horses over the years. It's a race that uh, can often be a lead-up either to the Golden Rose or also the Spring Champion Stakes in a few weeks' time. Our favourite here is number three, Tom Kitten, for Nashville Willer and James Cummings. 3.18, pretty solid around that mark. NCAP for Brett Preble and Gary Portelli, 4.20. Rafa Tax been specced, 11 into $9 for Adrian Bott and Gay Waterhouse. Ducasse has also met with some support, 18 into $12. And an interesting runner from the Waller camp. First up from a spell, number 18, Ash Four. Pretty solid around that $12 mark. Looking down the page, uh, just seeing if there's any specking for runners. Not nothing of real significant note here. Uh, Vomo Island, who I'm giving a chance to at a big price, 61 into 34. Yeah, NCAP's been um, held pretty safe there by the bookies, and I suggest because it just gets the perfect map. It now yeah, draws barrier one, can sit more forward. There's a real lack of pace in this race on paper, which generally suggests that they'll turn it on because everyone goes, well, here's a chance. We're going to roll forward here. So what I'm thinking here is NCAP's probably the one that gets run of the race. Um, Look, you do need luck in run there from three pairs back defence at Rose Hill. There's, there's no doubt about that. I, I was trying to find a way around um, betting into him, but I, I've almost fallen on him here. Ducas is the horse that I really, really wanted to be with. I think he's a really mm. talented colt. God, you wish you drew a gate. <sighs> just, just draw a gate, son. Sickening, isn't it? Draw a gate. Barry he was in a Kimbler today. His backup. I thought they might have gone down there just to <laughs> get a sneaky one. Wow, and, and decent odds. Would have been an M-O-R-A. I won't even finish that Morale. sentence. Morale. <laughs> a David Morales. Yeah, look, I, I think Ducast probably the horse I really want to follow out of this race. Needs the brakes. Tyler Schiller. The map is some concern, but if they do pour the pressure on, I think NCAP and Ducast are the two. 
Yeah, look, it's hard to go past Tommy Kitten, though, isn't it? I mean, what he did first up was phenomenal. I'm prepared to forgive him for his champagne stakes failure. His run before that, the Fernhill, was a big win. Nash just really suits his horse. I don't mind the wide gate for him because I think he races best three wide with some cover. I'm buoyed by the fact that the track walk information that we got earlier today was that, you know, just a little bit off the rail should be suited. I thought him and Ducasse were the two horses, but they both need to get the right run. I got a feeling that one of them won't, and Vomo Island is my best roughie for the race. Just on Tom Kitten, it is interesting, isn't it? And as a punter, you know, drops two and a half kilos, ticks all the boxes. Nashua Willa was an enormous last start. But you just got to be, you got to be understanding what price are you prepared to pay mm. for a horse that's going to get back in the run and could be luckless. That's where I find the price differential between Ducasse and Tom Kitten, where I ha- was happy to play the 19 even $13 it. Yeah. Uh, however, yet yeah, granted, Tom Kitten, clearly the best uh, weighted horse here and could blow them away with even luck. You just need to know what your appetite for risk is there, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. It's a fair point that you make as well. Hey, uh, let's move on to race eight, which is the run to the rose. This is probably one of the two main races for the day, the group two feature. Six of the last 16 winners of this race have gone on and won the Golden Rose in two weeks' time. The most recent one of them was Bivouac in 2019. Bivouac is one of three winners for James Cummings and Godolphin over the last four years, and even go back to John O'Shea's uh, back-to-back victories with X sphere and a stern uh, in 2015 and 16. It's a race that Godolphin love to dominate and they've got the favourite again this year. Cylinder is an even money chance on race morning. Libertabs is seven, second favourite at 4.20. Don Corleone who's uh, got a number in him when he's right. Market will tell us late if he is there to win. $8.50. Moravia is in the hunt as well at 12 bucks, and Butch Cassidy not friendless around the $12 mark. Intriguing map here, Nick. We've got Cylinder roll forward. There's no doubt about that from Barrier 4. Butch Cassidy will probably... Well, from that stable, has to land top three. There's just no doubt about that. Libertad was absolutely just given one of the great peach rides from uh, Chad Schofield last start, set to get another good run. My concerns here now for the rest of the runners here, you've got General Salute with Kieran McAvoy from Barrier 8. Does have the tactical speed, but from Barrier 8, 1,200 metres, Kieran's not the most aggressive jockey. Mm. So where does it get to? If they apply the pressure, that's going to be the key to the chances of a horse like Don Corleone uh, or, or Chrysler. I think they're the two that will be suited if General Salute goes forward, but I don't think it will. And I think Cylinder is going to get this run ra- uh, race run to suit. Last start was very, very good. The, the, the way the race shape, it just wasn't set up. I believe he was fat in the yard, a bit like me. Mm and uh, <laughs> would have come along for the run, gets a hungry Nashua Willow, who, who's, who's going to be there today to really make a statement. If Nash comes out and rides three or four, watch out. He'll be getting all the big, all the big rides of the spring. So I think yeah. Cylinder is clearly the one on top. No spoils at the price, but he looks A-grade, and the rest of them look B-grade. Yeah, look, I think with Nash as well, you, you, you sort of touched on it there. With James McDonald out for a while, there's going to be jockeys vying for these uh, Godolphin rides and Nash is in the, the pole position to capitalise on that. I think it's similar to the, the theory behind I and Me I've got here with Cylinder, except I'm even more confident. Uh, he's got the run under the belt. I know Libertad's had a run, but Don Corleone is first up from a spell. So is Militarizer, dual group one winner. I think he, he maps quite well. He should go for Godolphin target this race each and every year. Question without notice, could we see potentially more Everest candidates emerge out of this? Is uh, Cylinder potentially a horse that... Um, Godolphin might look at as a potential Everest candidate. Without a shadow of a doubt, Cylinder comes out today, jumps out of the ground. 
I think I think we'll see him put his hand up. I think Don Corleone's one mm. can put his hand up as well. Yep. I know you're keen on the horse, and I believe that you might be of the, th- the thinking that he'll go forward today off a recent trial. Well, look, I've noticed in the past with Peter Snowden, particularly when he was at the helm of Darley back in the mid to late 2000s, when he sent a horse forward in a trial, it was often meant intent for first up run. He wasn't just going around for a fitness builder into a second up performance. So I think Don Colignone is here to rock and roll this afternoon. If he is, he's going to be very hard to beat. Anything else on the run to the rose? That's it, mate. All right, Cylinder's our favourite. Uh, we'll take a break here. When we come back on the other side, the champion trainer has just chalked up his 150th Group 1 winner, Chris Waller. Welcome back to the Sydney set, and it's with great pleasure that we get to introduce our next guest, our very first guest here on the Sydney set, the champion trainer himself. He just chalked up 150 Group 1 winners, Chris Wallow. Good morning, Chris. Morning, Nick. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, good. Yeah, it's a great spring day today. That's right. Two million bucks up for grabs, more than any other uh, jurisdiction right around the country. We've got Mick Gannon here as well, Chris. I'll get you to say hello. Morning, hey, morning, Chris. Mate, thanks for jumping on. And uh, before we get to your runners today, it's been a big week for your stable with Nature's Chip obviously leaving the stables. I think it was yesterday, mate. Uh, how was that for for you and your staff? Uh, it was a few tears. Um, I was good. It's um, he's he's been done a great job, and it's been yeah, he's taken us around the world and uh, got a got a great rating with being the best sprinter in the world and little things like that. It's been an amazing ride, and he's retiring sound and. We thought he was close. Well, I, if you had me on the show last week, I would have thought he would have been our best chance of the day, and that that told the story. He just didn't. He couldn't do it under race pressure. Everything we saw at home was good, but unfortunately, age catches up with all of us. Doesn't it ever? And he's been an absolute marvel for us. You've obviously got a few rising stars in your stable. And speaking of uh, Everest, we've been discussing it this morning. Who's now on your radar for the Everest, mate? Oh, we're just looking at the three-year-olds more than anything. Um, plus a few of the older horses, of course. But yeah, I'd like to see some of the three-year-olds just emerge. And today, next Saturday, you'll see some of those horses rise. And, and that's where Giga Kick and Yes, Yes, Yes came from and obviously won the Everest sort of out of these types of races. So I think they're the hidden sort of gems that we're looking for. Chris, you've got we've got the run to the rose today. One of the features at Group Two level. Uh, obviously, we we uh, we've seen Kadinsky Abstract come out. Shinzo's not there today. Can we get a quick update on Shinzo and where we're likely to see him? Shinzo will go straight to the Golden uh, Golden Rose. Yep. Uh, we'll have a solid piece of work on Tuesday morning. He'll have a jump out, and then uh, ten or so days later, he'll be ready to go. And method behind that is just trying to keep him fresh. And hopefully he can take Cornwall's spot in the Everest. He looks an exciting horse, doesn't he? I mean, Golden Slipper winner already. Gave you your first win in the big group one uh, back in the autumn. Uh, in your eyes, has he come back as good, if not better? Uh, he's come back stronger, Nick. Yeah, um, yeah so it's pretty exciting. <laughs> good to hear. Uh, what about the two horses you've got in the run to the rose today? Militarizer's already a dual group one winner in uh, Chrysler. Um, with Militarise, obviously carries that penalty for being a multiple Group 1 winner. And the distance is a, is a, is a touch short. Um, so I just want to see him finishing off strong. Uh, I'm not saying he can't win. But as long as he's fin- finishing off strong, he'll be ready to go for the, the Golden Rose. And in particular, the Caulfield Guineas looks a race for him. So Chrysler, he's not a bad horse. Um, he'll be sharp over the 1,200 and got a good draw and he's probably well over the odds. 
Chris, you got a couple in the uh, Theo Marks there. Madden Pomery drawn very well in Waterford's comeback at Gelding, I believe, and uh, recent trial was pretty good there. And uh, Kovalika as well. Why don't you uh, give us your thoughts on those three runners, but uh, well, maybe potential a target for Kovalika in the spring as well, mate. Yeah. Well, Madame Pomery, she's got the race under her belt and her form stacks up with Pericles winning last week, and she's drawn one. Waterford, oh, I thought he'd be a, uh, a Doncaster horse in the autumn, and he, was, he, was, he wasn't finishing his races off. He was laying in bed, just doing a few silly things. So we gave him a decent spell, gilded him, as you said. Look, our confidence levels with him are pretty high, so we'll see where he fits in today. And hopefully he's heading towards an Epsom. Uh, and Kovalika, he's got the X factor in my opinion. I love those horses that have winning strike rates that are high. Um, even his first up run last prep at Ramworth was a pretty wet track. He got back from a wide draw and he just stormed through the line. So don't underestimate him because of the distance. Thinking that he's a derby winner, he's a bit sharper than the normal derby horses. So where's his target? Look... I'd love to get him to the Epsom, and if he could win an Epsom, that would tell us whether he's a Cox Plate horse or not. Maybe we're dreaming, but if he was to win an Epsom, he'd be definitely going to a Cox Plate. I know the man next to me, he's very keen on this horse for a Cox Plate. <laughs> but just in regards to today's um, map, Barrier 10, Kieran McAvoy, would I be right in suggesting uh, he'll he'll go back, be restrained from that gate? Pretty standard for our horses, Mick, um, especially when they're resuming. Like grand final, we might we might chance our arm and try and find a spot. But you're just trying to look at not being three wide. You're trying to find cover. So in this day and age, you just can't expect the jockeys just to push their way in sort of fifth, sixth, seventh. If there's a spot there, we'll take it. So I try and make it a bit easier for them and just tell them just to be a touch conservative. So I'd say it'd be mid to back, um, then looking to find a horse to follow from the 500. <laughs> Chris Zugotcha uh, stays at the 1200 metres or goes up 100 from a resuming run um, will we see an improved performance from her this afternoon do you think in the Scirocco stakes yeah you will look I, I was I just think we got the distance wrong the other day she hadn't she missed the first up run last prep and we went straight to 14 I wanted to know if she could still sprint but she couldn't as simple <laughs> as that I thought her run was good but she just had no acceleration like she didn't quicken and then stop she just couldn't find that that speed needed over 1100 and albeit only 100 metres difference just seems to be a different setup in a 1200 metre race they do travel a bit and she's got a good draw maybe we're panicking with putting the blinkers on so early but I think they'll sharpen her up as well so I'd be disappointed if she didn't run top three in what looks a pretty competitive race Okay, good push there. And just one other horse to uh, ask you about from Rose Hill. Extremely lucky in the last. He's a recent stable acquisition. Uh, there's been lots of talk about him. Uh, he does look like he finds a nice, suitable race today. And Nash in the saddle, good, strong rider. Yeah, you'd like to see him find some find some form today. I think the better track will help. Um, also, the blinkers go on him. Not that we've seen a, a big improvement with them. Like he's working well without them, but I just think he's pretty relaxed and he's going to be back and hopefully we see him storming home. And, yeah, just respect this barrier 10 around the 1,100-metre surf at Rose Hill. It's not easy to win, but I'd love to see him finishing off a bit better. 
Mick's desperate to ask you about a horse at Kembla today. Chris, but if I could just get one comment off you on Francesco Guardi. He goes around in the fee and stakes. He looks a really exciting horse. That might play a role in the uh, in the spring down there. Yeah, pulled him out today, Nick. Everyone's oh. good with him. Run, <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's just he's drawn wide. He'll run the Maccabi Diva next week and then three weeks to the Turnbull. It's just but with that, like if he was running today, there's sort of be a four week gap and yeah, I'm just happy just to sit wait. He'll run a, a an eye catching race in the Maccabi Diva next week and then he'll be spot on for the Turnbull. Love that, Chris. You head to Campbell today with uh three runners. One of my best bets of the day, race five, number three, built. Jaws Barrier one, Blinker's first time. Looks to be trialling very, very well. Horses going enormous. What are your thoughts on it? Are you there? You there, Mick? It was just dropping out. What was that one? Uh, built in race five. I still can't hear you. Still can't hear you. <laughs> I, think, I think I've You're just caught on what's happening no, here. You're good. You're good, Chris. <laughs> so I was going to ask you for your best of the day, but uh, we're assuming that would be it. No, he'll, he'll go well. He look, he's look. he got a good fresh record, distance suits, he's good draw, and should be very hard to beat. All right, that's uh, that's a good push. And uh, we'll check your microphone, Mr Gannon, as well. Hey, Chris, <laughs> thanks so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. It's our first show to have you as a guest. It means a lot to us, mate. Good luck today and good luck for well the done. spring. Hopefully we'll talk to you again very soon. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks, Chris. There he is, the great man himself, Chris Waller. As I said, 150 Group 1 winners. He will, without doubt, go down as one of the greatest, if not the greatest trainer we've ever seen here in Australia. Uh, Mick, did you like what you heard there about Bilt? Certainly did. He carved me up your beauty, so well done, Chris. 1-0 <laughs> to you. Hopefully, Bilt can get the job done and we can level uh, level the playing field there. But punters, I'll be reaching for their apps because... Great push from the good, from the, one of the greatest trainers of all time. Yeah, it is certainly. Hey, uh, we better push on and have a look at uh, race nine now. This is the Theo Marks. It's uh, a race that Winks won in 2015 before she won the first of her four Cox plates, as we said. Argentia's been off the map, 12 into 460. Nuggets, $6 and pretty solid. Kovalika got out to $8.50. They're expecting back into $7.50. Madame Pomery draws an inside gate for the first time in a while. Some speaking there, $8.50 into $7.50 with Sportsbet. Crosstalks had support, 10 into $8.00. Uh, Tamerlane 19 into 11 and the Taswegian the inevitable around a $12 chance and I thought we got a reasonable push for Waterford who resumes as a gilding at $12 could be a big day for uh, Panthers CEO Brian Fletcher he's a part owner of Waterford and of course the Panthers go around this afternoon at 4.30 yeah this is a fantastic race Nick I think Crosstalk rolls forward Tamerlane as well Nugget they've got no choice they have to roll forward now there's three horses have come out it'll roll forward be aggressive Golden Mile D day for it but I think the horse that maps an absolute treat here Argentia they've backed it off the map and so they should have uh, she's absolutely flying luckless three wide last start gets the 1300 meters i think the 1300 meters is her peak uh trip the, it's going to be her chance to shine the inevitable interesting runner i spoke to bear robinson um part owner of the horse he's very keen i think the horse is doing um his best work gets some favors now with the map a couple of horses have come out there. It's going to get a suitable run. I think you can chuck the inevitable in there for your exotics. But I've got Agentia clearly on top here. I think Waterford's a horse that will jump out of the ground as well. What are your thoughts, mate? Oh, look, I'm with Kovalika. I made no secret of that. I'm, I like what we heard from Christian. I thought his first up run in the autumn over 1,400 metres was huge. He then went and won second up. 
He got out to $8. That's just uh, ridiculous. He trialled really well behind Don Corleone recently. Don Corleone is a much sharper horse than Kovalika. I reckon, and I'm not suggesting for a second that he's as good as Winx, but he's following that Winx path. Winx won a Queensland Oaks in the winter. She resumed in the Theo Mark Stakes. It was the last time someone rode her other than Hugh Bowman. It was J-Mac in the saddle that day. Then she went to the Epson and won it second up, and then she went to the Cox Plate third up. I reckon they're going to follow the same path with Kovalika. He wins today. He wins the Epson, and you're talking about him as one of the major hopes in the Cox Plate. Probably the best horse in the race is my lay of the day, Kovalika. So we're going head-to-head for the first <laughs> time. Uh, spring it on. I think barrier 10, uh, Kieran, they're going to be negative. 1,300 metres doesn't suit, but I agree. Kovalika's uh, the horse to follow from this race for sure. All right. Uh, Argentina in the mix. Nugget as well. Let's uh, move on to the lucky last. Well, you're hoping it will be as well. Uh, red card's your favourite at 270. Been off the map in from $3.50. Did touch 240 at one point. Just getting a tough soft, soft on race morning. Airman solid enough at 460. Resumes for Team Hawks. A horse that's got really good over a record having won four from five. Smashing Eagle was one of my best bets for the day. So we're going head to head there. Comes out of a fast race won by Extravagant Star and was good late to the line. Extremely lucky. We just heard from Chris Waller, he's expecting an improved performance from this Galloper, and it's a $7.50 chance. Have you seen a better benchmark uh, 88 in your time, Nick? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think these are all borderline stakes horses. The first four in the market, probably even Maltai when he's right as well. So it's a very, very good benchmark 88. Yeah, Cote Dynamic Impact come out. That leaves red card rolling forward. Munitions won't be too far away from it. What do they do with Airman? 1,100 metres barrier 10. Well, I'll tell you what they won't do. They won't be rolling forward. No, That's for sure go back. certain. Uh, and then you've got horses like Smashing Eagle, who's drawn really well in barrier four, but should be should should get a decent run there because 1,100 metres are pretty much turning for a, a big portion of that race. I, I just think Red Card off the map picks herself. Her recent trials were enormous. She's flying. I understand her first at record isn't great on paper, but the first her first three career runs were her first up. They worked her out now. She's good horse. She ran time. She I think she broke the scone uh, track record. Yeah. Um, she can run time. She came out, won listed races, went out off a peak, comes back ready to go. Red card, best bet of the day for me. Could be a big day for the boys in blue. Cylinder, Tommy Kitten, Red Card, Zapateo. They could clean up. Could be a complete fill up. Out of that race, who's the horse to follow? Well, Long term. It can't possibly be your horse, Smashing Eagle. No, it won't be my horse. I think today's the day for him. Uh, I'll probably let you know on Monday morning if that's okay. <laughs> when I've had a look at the sectionals. Is that all right? Yeah, you can do that, mate. That's fine. <laughs> all right. Now, what we're going to do now, just before we wrap up and go, NRL's on finals time. We've got an NRL expert whose uh, partner's having a baby as we speak. So he's tipping the Roosters as the good thing for the weekend. He also thinks, Johnny G, that is, that uh, the uh, uh, Knights will win 13+. plus. That's the male. What do you reckon? Spot on, Johnny. Absolutely spot on. Roosters are low flying. Sharks are in all sorts. They'll get the job done. He is the best rugby league expert I know. He gave me uh, the Bronx last night minus four and a half. So uh, hopefully they can uh, get the job done this afternoon, the Chooks. Um, just having a look here. Best bets wrap up. So red card for you. What else did you like? Yeah, I think Gracilla Styler gets the job done. I think in race four, three. Yeah, race four, number three, Gracilla Styler will get the job done. I think race eight, number two, Cylinder will get the job done as well. And race ten, number four, red card. They're the three best bets. The value plays race one, number six, Divine Breath, and race three, number six, Casual Connection. Okay, I'm going to take you on with uh, race 10, number 13, Smashing Eagle. A bit of a price, and I think just Cylinder's a good thing. He'll get the job done in race eight. Going forward, any futures bets? I like what we heard from uh, Chris about Francesco Guardi. 
He'll go four weeks uh, into the Maccabi Diva and then two weeks into the Turnbull. And let's talk about those uh, best bets we've got as well. If you jump on to the Sportsbet app and go to Mega Bets, you'll be able to get an option where either Mick or I's best bet to win and there'll be a price up there shortly. The trader's working on that as we speak. So it means that both of them don't have to win. Just one of us has to be right, Mick. What are the chances of that happening? Uh, morals will be fine. Just off the text line there, Miss Thatcher, good odds from Grace Kirby. Up you go, Grace. So uh, <laughs> hopefully Miss Thatcher get the job done there in race two. All right. Thanks for joining us here on the Sydney set. That's week one done and dusted. We'll catch you next time. There's a new player in town, Wollongong City GWM Havel, part of the City Motors Group family. Navigate Illawarra like never before with a premium lineup of SUVs and utes. Wollongong City GWM Havel. Visit the team today. DL 8686.